What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Nick Man. I'm your host, Burst. And today, this isn't a regular episode. This is the team recap of rounds one and two. And I'm joined once again by Robert Smallwood. Say what's up to the people, man. What's going on, people? Woo! Yeah! All right. So today, we got a couple things to cover in the ongoing Quarantine Cup 3v3 team special event hosted by your boy C Stacks. Now, Smallwood, you being the team captain, what was some of the, the theories slash like intricacies of how we landed on what we landed on? Oh, that's deep. It's a deep questionable. Like just trying to find three cohesive decks mm-hmm. without taking each other's spice, you know, only mm-hmm. having one set of canes, one set of the ramp package, one set of the like aggro package. It was just trying to find three decks that were like felt tier one ish enough. Yeah, uh, to be playable without taking too much away. And I think most teams you'll see landed us pretty good stuff. One thing, one thing, and we're not joined by John today, but he's going to be on the next episode. One thing I always thought was going to be interesting is John had pointed out we shouldn't be on what people expect us to be on. You know, I had just came off of the uh, Multiverse Invitational Sue list. So that was like big, big, big control, waste your time, go to the late game, infinite lockouts, right? You mm-hmm. were big on you were big on Rogue in Quarantine Cup two, and you chopped it up with that. And then John, John's always like the guy that he wants to play Green Goblin. He wants to ha ha get you, and he wants to make stuff look good that wouldn't otherwise look good. But this time we switched it up on everybody, right? Why don't you talk about that? Oh, that was that was a good call by John. It was just like you know what? Let's not play what we're supposed to play. And uh, I played what I hardly ever play because I hate it, which is combo. <laughs> uh, hate losing to random bullets without any uh, decisions made. You know, yeah. here we are. Yeah. And you're on the rogue deck, which no one would probably ever pin you on. You know, we were like, put <laughs> bird on the aggro deck. You know, no yeah. one's gonna see that coming. Yeah. And John on just nap time control warlock. I thought that was pretty spicy decision. I don't know how much it came into play. Yeah. But it we've all seemed to be doing okay so far. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a fun time. You know, I, I normally don't look out for aggro decks. It's, it's just not my style. A lot of the cards I like, Maker, Nimrod, things like that, they're like, get to the late game, get to the late game. Uh, but it's been fun playing aggro. It's been fun playing turn right. And the decision making in there is, has been pretty rewarding, I'd say. Uh, so that's the overall insight. A little, little, bit of, little bit of spicy stuff in there for how we came up with what we came up with. So we ended up on Smallwood in the front with Kitty Starboard. I'm in second with Rogue, and John is on Adam Warlock in the anchor seat. Why don't we talk about round one? Because you, <laughs> man, <laughs> we had to go up against Hot Lava, man. We had to take out the Bill Phase. Why don't you talk to me about your game against Joe Vitelli and Groot? Joe Vitelli. All right. So, you know, everybody's going to look at their like bracket and see like, oh, here's what I could play. Mm-hmm. Joe's deck was like the deck I didn't want to play against. And we'll just see why here in about four turns, because his deck has eight rampers on three that I really can't do anything about. Even Mirage, like I can't feasibly stun the Mirage to get him off the fourth resource. So that means that like the Invisible Boy, which he's also packing, can basically come down on four most games. Mm-hmm. And then that just it ends the game. Because once you know what I'm doing and you put him as a boy, you call you Circle Throne, the game's a wrap. The, uh, and unfortunately, it didn't happen exactly like that. He didn't have the ramp on three, but it, you know, I only had four turns to draw the pieces and I didn't have it. And uh, the Invisible Boy came down and uh, there was no usurping of the throne that game. Oh, man. So man. he was just a turn, a turn too fast, huh? If, if, 
if he had gotten a raw turn five boy, do you think you could have hung with him or? No, I don't think that draw was – it was probably the worst draw I've ever had. I'm not blaming variants because I don't want to take away any doves from anybody because it's right, a right. cop-out. Yeah. But I definitely didn't use her red ability on turns two through four. So, like, okay. I didn't have her activators to dig to. It was, like, a really weird hand. Yeah, you didn't dig uh, deep enough. Okay. Yeah, which is really rare. But, you know, I've been shouts to V. He was playing the uh, – he was playing the boy, and the boy is the out. And that's – with the combo decks, you live by that sword. You yeah. Know, you either you high roll them or you take the L's. It's For not sure. Your, it's not your control. Yeah, Invisible Boy is becoming more and more important as this game goes on, you know. Uh, abilities like that are really strong, and they give you game where you otherwise wouldn't have it. Uh, let's go to second seat. It's me, the Black Hurricane, the blonde-haired menace against young Whitman, Whitman Rosie. Shouts out to him, man, because I don't know if you saw any of the coverage or not, but he's actually very intelligent in this game, man. He, I he did. knows what he's yeah. talking about, and he, he's playing barely – fairly fairly well you gotta watch out for him so i was playing rogue against his death and uh i don't remember if i went first i think i went second and i remember solo blue and rogue in a power up and i didn't get the wound turn one but i drew i remember drawing three cards every turn because i knew it was important for me to get extra cards get to that boomerang get to that pop off stuff and he was just playing like sentinel 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 uh kamala khan kamala khan and i was like Super giant, super giant. I'm like, man, she's like, towards the end of the game, she was a 35-35. And uh, I feel as though if he had protected his life total just a little bit better, um, he actually he actually could have got me. I'm not going to lie. He could have got me. You remember watching that game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, he, he did the death thing, which is like, try mm-hmm. to fade his... He did fade the early wounds because he got the die roll. Then he mm-hmm. hit a one drop. And then uh, he did take the wound of one, which is pretty impressive versus an aggro deck. Yep, but uh, like, and he was, and I bring hat, hats off to him because he was playing the out to like boomerang, which is basically one of the major weaknesses of his deck. Yeah, and he was playing the MCA package, so like it was a really good death list. He it definitely could have went the way if you weren't playing boomerang, which a lot of these decks right now for some reason aren't, especially in second row. Yeah, there's yeah. a lack of boomerang in second row. Yeah, he could easily have just gotten you. I mean, her his her yeah. thighs without an fire or a boomerang bailout or a cosmo or something super specific. Uh, Death can definitely run away with it, especially in this one. Those hate cards are only in one of the three players' decks. That's right. Uh, So, once again, shout out to Whitman. Um, Just keep on keeping on. Keep on rocking in the free world. Uh, I got to cover John's third match, or his his match against Mr. Ben of the Bill Face. Uh, It it looked good for for Iowa's finest, man. Uh, This is a rough matchup anyway, and he actually opted to not play the big top and that could have bailed him out um and john just got away with like staying down simon trask collector baby girl which is gene gray gilgamesh and nimrod and uh what do you do you remember that matchup at all what did you, what did you think about that uh, it, I think it, I don't want to generalize it because there's a lot of like micro decisions i just remember that the the warlock wasn't he was getting them close if i mm-hmm. recall but then like it's the dark phoenix Post rogue, it's so difficult to play in a. Yeah. Most rogue decks are superly passive built because those are efficient powers that don't cost anything. And when she right. comes down and calls keywords, it turns off your main, most of your supports. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he just folded to the Dark Phoenix, and it's not like in his fault. It's hard to even play cards that stop her, but there right. are some bullets that rogue could pack. But you really don't win after Resolved Phoenix when rogue's on the table. Yeah. Uh, he he. I remember thinking, man, if he had had a team attacker. Or like a way to clip the, the not the Nimrod, but the Gilgamesh, maybe get through to Adam Warlock. 
Uh, so what could have gotten him out of that? I, I know for a fact Colossus post DP produces 20 with Rogue. That might have gotten him a chance to get through. But those are the things you kind of have to look out for. I mean, we're, we're way past the point of, oh, well, people aren't people might not be on Dark Phoenix, right? You, you got to be aware of that kind of stuff that's going on. Um, it's crazy because, like, John's, like, one of the only few people, I think, are on DP9 drop in third row. So that was yeah, probably I mean, just just, bad luck for Mr. Ben. Just look at your list that we, you know, as a collective group we came up with. It's, like, a good mm-hmm. blueprint. We were – it's so warped towards, like, Dark Phoenix and some of the eight drops in this game that – Mm-hmm. Like the four mutant control acts because they're so game warping. Kid Omega and mutant control act kind of bail you out of that late game. Uh, right. I wasn't packing that stuff, unfortunately. So, like, once she came down, it was just it was a wrap. Yeah. All right. And then I think that's it for round one. So, we're in round two. We're 2-1. We're, we're one on the, on the event. We're 1-0 on the event. And we got to go up against... Team Solo. Yeah. All right. So, round two, we're going up against Team Solo. We got Mitch, we got James Monroe, and we got Ryan Mulholland. Why don't you talk to me about Adam Warlock against Kitty Star-Lord? All right. Well, before we get too far, I have to let everyone know how much crow I ate the whole week after week one when I was the only L on the team. It was <laughs> – I got a call from a pop-off team from John and Burt hanging out in person like, man, you really let that one go. I mean, the boy on four, like unwinnable feels like almost honestly. Anyway, it was a good time. This, this event is making some really fun jests and some fun competitive play, and I, I thoroughly enjoying it. But so we go, we're in a round two. I think I played first. I think I did. I think I played like the night of. Me and Mitch hooked it up. Uh, usually Mitch like works from home or he's home during the afternoons. And uh, it was Adam Warlock. I was like, this isn't really favorable. I, can't, I remember mentioning that to you guys. Like, I'm probably going to lose this week. It, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to get him off a of two. It has to be sacred ground to get him off a of level one, and then I can yep. win. Well, uh, so we shuffle up and deal, and uh, they just the stars lined. He came in on one, and I had the sacred ground in the pump. He did not have one of his two, even the odds. So once he got to two, I'm like, okay, well, now I got like five turns. I know unless he raw draws the gem, I have at least five turns. And we just did the motions. He did a bunch of stuff that I don't really interact with. He attacked me every turn. And then uh, he was able to put multiple attacks on me, so I couldn't, like, shock or fade out of any of them because he had Charlie and a bigger guy. So I was never able to, like, shock or fun cover out of a wound. So I had, like, five turns. I think he missed the one-on-one, so six turns. So we go. I, I think I fire off. I finally drew the last piece on my turn five, which is his turn five. And uh, I pop off, and I usurp the throne and kill him with the pixie combo. But he shows me his hand. He had the uh, soul gem. He had the raw draw and soul gem. So... He was definitely about to play the gem, call the call the Maximus, and I was going to lose. So it was a really tight game, actually. It, it doesn't look that way, but it was. It was about one turn away from being the other direction. Nice. All right, but you got the dub. So you're yeah, one, we got one. one. Turn five, yeah. yeah. All right. Later on that same day, I had the opportunity and the privilege of going up against Bill Faze BPLP6 champion James Monroe. So we're playing the Rogue Mirror. I won the roll. I did go first. I kept a hand of two blues, two power-ups, and a cloak. And so I go solo, blue, power-up, level-up. Uh, he didn't respond to that very well. I do remember um, he did pitch a blue, but then I don't believe he saw any other blues after that. It was really rough on his side of the board. Uh, I drew into Ahab. Ahab got the match. Uh, then I drew into a cloak. And that, that pretty much sealed the deal. 
he was taking a wound every turn and he couldn't really keep a board because of the cloak. Um, I just want to say cloak is such a great card, man. Such a brutal <laughs> card. If you can properly block him and if he just gets to sit there and like, oh, nobody gets to play the game, but you're ahead. The guy is criminal. Uh, I do remember James had a mishap where he played Ahab that died to the cloak, got the domino, and he played the cane to get a blue at the same turn. But he ended up actually um, shuffling his hand back in. It's heartbreaking to see. But uh, we, we got the, the judge call, and the judge stated uh, that you keep what the game knows that the player has. So he kept the domino and the blue. That, that was turn four, turn five. He played the domino as an 0-3. He shot at my rogue and missed. Uh, and then I cleaned her up the next turn. He flipped the coin to try and save her, got tails again. And, and the game was effectively over after that, I'd say. But it was, it was, it was cool. Uh, normally, again, I don't, I don't get to play decks like this. So the rogue mirror is uh, it's pretty interesting, man. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting. Um, if, if you didn't know any better, you could just say whoever drew first and leveled up the very first turn and didn't take the stun could just win off the back of that. And you'd probably be right. Uh, I do have to recall John's second round for him again. It is Adam Warlock against Dark Phoenix. Now, we knew going into this, these guys are packing the G-Man. These guys are packing Big Dog Galactus. And our out to that is exactly Soul Gem. So if you can get that, if that's the top, if, if that card is in the top 20, you can beat them. Because once Galactus is gone, you can hang with them. Your top end is serviceable, you know, you can make effective attacks. Your 13-13 Adam Warlock isn't a clown. So John, I remember, goes something like Mantis, Mantis team attack, and then the Mantis got the Adam Warlock got stunned on Ryan's turn. Then he crashes the Mantis, plays the Nick, ramps, and then he played the Ghost, which got exactly the Soul Gem. And he's, I do remember him saying on Twitch that he was waiting for the Earth. So he play, he plays the gem on Ghost, and he calls Galactus. So no Galactus. And then, effectively, the game was over from there. Mohan would proceed to play at Thanos and deal a wound to Adam Warlock, clear the board. But then John responds with untap play my eighth resource, play Jean Grey, baby girl, steal the Thanos. And uh, so Adam Warlock didn't really get up until like the very, very end of the game. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that matchup? Because that doesn't always go that way, right? No, we thought it would be like 50-50. Maybe not. I mean, it's probably favored for John because Milholland's version of Phoenix is so finely uh, focused targeting the Galactus win condition. Yeah. Like, we found it to struggle more. Like, Adam Warlock struggles a lot more when they just play a go wide with a bunch of different eights in their deck. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing wrong with Galactus. He just makes you play Heralds. So, yep. like, you're, you know, you're not going to play. They're not as good of threats. Whereas opposed to, like, someone packing, like, Kid Omega, Gilgamesh, and Foom, and, like, uh, and just insert the blank eight drop pile of cards. And all those guys would give Warlock a fit. Yep. But since he was able to basically, like, super targeting one top end, the gem was able to get him. Yeah. And then, honestly, the Heralds are kind of a joke, besides Redshift and Boy. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, he just he played, you know, cleanup duty for the rest of the game. Yeah. it's uh, It could have won either way, depending on the Phoenix build. Yeah. Uh, I definitely have come to not – it's not that I don't like Galactus as a card. I think he's I think he's fun. I think he's rewarding if you can get there. But the Heralds, so, like, the mid-game, like, they, the abilities are not good, man. 
Terax is a seven-seven flyer. That's it. I don't ever see him doubling the counters and stealing them all away. Uh, I I actually like Stardust. I feel like she's a fighter and she can stay alive for more than a few turns. But Fallen One's not good, and yeah. the <laughs> the fives aside from Boy, they leave much to be desired. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Airwalker's cool. You can Air do Walker's the super cool. ramp if you're built towards it. But again, mm-hmm. that's really all in. Mm-hmm. You're definitely susceptible to like nullifiers and boys if you're super fine tuned like that. Mm-hmm. Galactus is he's a really good card. Don't get me wrong, he's he's really good. I don't want people to be like, man, you guys don't like Galactus, he literally wins the game. If he resolves and they don't have an answer, he is really good. Yeah. yeah. But you know, he has to he has to get them off of turn eight. Because if someone gene grazes your Galactus, you feel pretty you, silly. And you actually could just lose to that, right? Yeah, and, and I think like she's no seen a lot of play. Down. Yeah. Right. Or just so like Kid Omega saying that guy can't can't come down. There's a right. lot of answers, and like you said, the the heralds are just—they're kind of rough. I and mean, there's nothing Nakamahan's list. He's definitely gonna—he's definitely gonna clap people with that. Yeah, for sure. Just turn six and seven Galactuses are no joke. A lot of decks just don't have the tools. John just happened to be the main that has a card that is a tool. Yeah. All right. So that round—that wraps up round two for us. We are two zero, five one, right? Five one yeah. six. Yeah. Pretty, feeling pretty good about this, I'd say. I'm—I I'm, feel like I'm playing aggro fairly well. I know you have to fade the fail rates, but we got those, no problem. And John, John, he's just napping. He's just taking fat naps. He's just sleeping, dude. Taking Wake s- up. Sleeps. Wake up. <laughs> uh, now oh, we're man. looking forward to round three, where yeah. we have to go up against Italy. We have to go up against Il Tricolore. And let Ooh. me tell you something. These guys are no joke. They're already popping off on Discord. They're calling us the small three. They want a piece of America. All this nonsense. Small, what do you got to say to our competitors in this round? I'm, you better put away the garlic bread and the pasta because we're coming, dude. This isn't the this isn't Olive Garden, all right? We <laughs> the USA's coming. Oh, you know, man. guns deep. America. They're, nah, they're, they're, yeah. cool. They're cool guys. They made a big splash. If I'm not mistaken, one of their teammates in top four at uh, mm-hmm. QC or the – Midwinter, Midwinter, correct? Yep, that is yeah, right. I mean, it's not like these are schlubs here. These guys ain't playing around. So we're going to have a, a good set. Then six-hour time difference is going to be interesting. But we're going we're gonna to figure that out. Yeah. We're going to get them. We're going to get them, I think. Uh, we are the big three after all. Woo! And on that note, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you once again, Robert Smallwood, for joining me. Easy. Next time, we're talking about that round three against Il Tricolore. And I'm going to be joined by John Phillips. Peace. Sweep.